0: Welcome back to Sermon Notes. Michael here alongside Caleb, our producer. And we got Clark with us today. Clark, good to see you.
1: Great being here, Michael. And good to have you with us, Caleb.
0: So here we are working our way through Paul's letter to the Philippians. And this week, Clark, you'll be teaching chapter two, picking it up in verse 12, going down through 18. Uh, But uh, that really hinges on the first part of chapter two, Mm -hmm. which is an incredible passage that we didn't get a chance to talk about on Sermon Notes last week. And so, man, why don't we back up for just a minute and look at what Paul tells us um, about Christ's example before we get into this week's passage.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Um, you know, he comes out, and it's a it's it's a pretty familiar passage two one through four. It's kind of your go to if you're going to have a talk on humility and how to practice it. It's most often where we go. Sure, you know that I think of Mark ten forty five and that little section about Jesus um, being a servant. Um, this would be another one of those passages. Um, but it is interesting, and one of the things we were discussing in our small group, community group, and in our men's group, is that anytime Paul um, brings imperatives or commands to the table, he always roots them in the person and work of Jesus mm. and the good news of the Gospel. Yeah. And so he's concerned about our motive, um, our heart, and the why behind what he's asking us to do. Yeah. And so you see a little bit of that here and two one to four there's some do nots and there's some hey your attitude should be this and then he points us to the work of jesus on the cross and resurrection yeah yeah that would be kind of big idea when i'm thinking about two one through eleven
0: yeah and um those of you who were with us this past sunday heard mickey teach this he pointed out we think it's a hymn or a song a poem it it doesn't it doesn't read like Paul's just normal writing style so we think he's quoting this but yeah. man one thing we talked about in the office just as we were talking about how amazing this passage is this is what the early church was singing I mean the theology of this is just Pretty amazing. Weighty. Yes, yeah. and and that they're not to not to be too seminary about this, but their Christology, their view of who Jesus is, is so elevated already. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this kind of this narrative out there that well, Jesus never said he was God, and his early followers didn't think that, mm-hmm. and that was something that came along a couple hundred years later. That's not what I see no. here.
1: Well, and it's interesting you bring that up, and we didn't talk about this before we were recording this, but. Last night in our small group, um, we actually took this passage and we said, how many different essential core doctrines of the faith are rooted in this passage? Oh, well, wow. Yeah. And we just started naming them. Everything about Christology, the deity, um, the humanity of Jesus, um, the, the work of substitutionary atonement, yeah, the resurrection, even eschatology. Where is all this going? Right. The world's going to bend its knee. And I'm like, I mean, we just covered like seven major historical Christian Orthodox doctrines yeah. in five minutes. Right. And it's all right here.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. And then uh, some of our listeners might remember Garland pointed this out in the second week of our teaching series, but uh, this this song, it's it's what we call a chiasm where it has these parallels. There's a parallel at the beginning, um, Jesus, who was in the form of God, which Ends with Jesus in verse 11. uh, He's the Lord to the glory of God the Father. So those are parallels. And then the next statement at the beginning and the end parallel. And the the statement that stands alone is death on a cross. Hmm. And so it's really...
1: The hinge, yeah, and it's so it's
0: beautifully structured that it starts with Jesus equal to God, and then it descends. He goes down. He doesn't consider equality with God to be a thing to be grasped. He empties himself down, the form of a servant down, born as a man down, found in human form, humbled himself down. The bottom is death on a cross. Then the exaltation begins. Mm-hmm. Highly exalted, a name above every name, a name that it, every knee will bow, um, every tongue confess, and then we're back to the top, his yeah, lordship. It builds. Yeah. It's incredible. It is. I would encourage yeah. all of our listeners, if you've never made a run at memorizing this, and I'll be the first to admit, memorizing Scripture is not a strong point for me. Um, I, I I think it's very beneficial, and I do try to do it. I'm not great at it. Man, this would be a great one to memorize. Um, 2, 6 through 11 would be just a great thing to commit to memory, or at least spend some time meditating on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Michael, there does seem to be, and this will begin to bleed into the passage that... Um, that I'll be addressing this week, but two um, one to four, I, I think you could make a case that you know the the, the line of thinking or Paul's argument is connected to one twenty seven as well. That manner worthy of the gospel. Um, whether I see you or I'm not, I'm not there, stand firm in one faith or as one body for the gospel. It's the same language in two one to four. And it seems like that Paul is connecting his joy in terms of his ministry joy to their oneness or their unity in the faith. Yeah. And that unity comes about through humility, and I thought Mickey did a great job kind of unpacking that line of thinking. Right. And then our perfect example of that is the hymn here in the work and the person of Jesus. And so um, all those, as he's... Encouraging this church, there does seem to be something going on behind the scenes that is a little bit unclear as to some dissension, some arguing, um, and as we work through the letter, you're going to see that unpacked a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, before. let's let's go there. So, so you're going to pick it up in verse 12, right. which begins with "therefore." So it was mm-hmm. important for us to go back and see what he's referring to yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, what would you say is the main point of these next few verses in this letter?
1: Yeah, it, it seems like, hey, because of the work of Jesus and his humility, um, because of his desire for the church to be unified, whatever's going on in here that you guys aren't seeing eye to eye on, y'all need to work your salvation out, work that out, and be what Jesus paid for you to be. Mm. If you're justified in christ um, if he's called you to be one people together then be that and what it's going to be you're gonna have to work out what god says you are and so this idea of being justified in christ now you need to be sanctified y'all need to be a church that lives out that unity get along with each other um Continue to work out your salvation. Almost all the versions say it kind of like that. Work out your salvation. Live out your standing in Christ here with fear and trembling. And then a lot of what I'm probably going to spend time on, so we won't do it a ton here um, on sermon notes, but um, will be this idea that God is commanding us to do something that He's fully committed to Himself. Yeah. He's working in and through you, through His Spirit and His Word. Um, to transform you. um, And then he gives us an example in 14. Uh, he's going to apply this, hey, y'all work this out, y'all be what you are in the gospel. Um, God's working in you, Philippian church. Now because of that, let's get back to this unity thing. Some of you are complaining, you're arguing, you're grumbling. Um, You're hurting your testimony here. He, he actually says If you'll stop complaining, grumbling, arguing, you're going to be a testimony. You're going to shine as stars, which is some think is an allusion to Daniel chapter 12. Um, You're not going to be this wicked and crooked generation. Some think that's a reference to the children um, in the wilderness, uh, the Israelites in the wilderness, and and they're grumbling and complaining to God. And so there's a history to some of these statements. but he seems to be concerned about their unity affecting not just his joy but their testimony yeah to the pagan culture around them yeah and so i think if we got really practical michael in our churches that kind of makes sense sure when we're not walking in unity and we're grumbling and complaining about things that aren't about the gospel we're not contending for the faith um we're not a great testimony to a world that needs some hope, right? Right, Right. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no one's going to look at that and be like, man, I want to get in on that. That, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, But when we walk in deference to one another and we don't grumble and complain about issues of preference, uh, the the non-essentials, then it says to the world, hey, they, they give up their rights to be right on things that maybe aren't essential. Um, So that the gospel can go forward. Mm. So it feels like that's part of what he's fighting for here um, As you get into that and then it you know, obviously he's got an incredible example He's not he's not bragging here. He's boasting in Christ, but he's like man. Look, I'm I'm running here I'm laboring. I'm toiling. I'm efforting with the energy that Christ has put in me so much so that I mean, he he goes Old Testament sacrifice language, Michael. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a little bit of back and forth here. I mean... In terms of what's involved in laying your life down as a sacrifice, paint that image for us a little bit. Yeah, it's, and yeah. it's
0: and it's an image that Paul uses in his other letters. Of course, Romans twelve is the one that immediately comes to mind. That's right. um, that that giving up our life would be our spiritual act of worship. And one of the things we talked about in my Bible study uh, with some guys was just the when you had when you offered an animal in the Old Testament model, just as the Lord commanded. Um, A lot of it burns up, but a lot of it is set aside to eat. And the priestate, some, the people, I mean, if you sacrifice a whole bull, that's going to feed a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But a drink offering, you pour that out and it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the image Paul's given us here. And what's stunning about it, when you think about it, is he's referring to his own life. He yep. says, if my life is gone in an instant, like pouring a glass of wine on a roaring fire, um, I'm going to be glad, and you should be glad.
1: Yeah, he need, that's where we get one of the 16 times that root idea of joy or rejoice is used. It's used multiple times here. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't feel bad for me. I, I'm glad to be pouring myself out. I'm joyful about it, so you be joyful too. Yeah, and sharing this, and
0: keep running the race. Yeah, so that it's not wasted. That's right. And you know, one of the things I was thinking about, Clark, uh, is we, this whole thing. Of course, everybody who knows me knows I'm always going to play this card. All the "us" are plural, and so he's writing this. We individualize it, and it does all start with me and me working out my own salvation with fear and trembling, and um, living for Christ in a manner worthy of the gospel. But he's really saying. Together, you're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And I think when he's talking, when he says, So I want to run in vain, he's saying, um, Man, if this church, if y'all don't hang in there, who's going to pass it to the next generation? Who's going to send it to yeah. the next town over? Um, that would have been how his labor was in vain. It's not that they, he's worried they're going to lose their salvation. He knows that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. He's worried that they won't continue to ring out the gospel message.
1: Yeah. And that's really yeah, powerful no, it's to me very compelling yeah because you know we're always chasing motive here as we try to make disciples at fellowship and ultimately we want people to walk and follow jesus lay their life down for him for what he's done for them and for the glory of god but paul always has this this urgency about the baton he's passing and hey and he doesn't say it like this he doesn't say hey don't let me down but he says everything but that, and he says, hey, man, I, I'm I'm doing this with great joy because of Jesus. Let's finish this thing. Yeah. And I, we don't like to use, use that language because we won't, don't want to think, oh, we're doing this for Michael. Right. You know? But Paul doesn't stop there. Right. He says, no, I'm, I'm doing this. I don't want this to be in vain. I'm part of the legacy. Now, you carry it on. Yeah. And so there's a unity about the mission, not just about getting along, but about unity and mission together. Yeah. Making sure this thing is transferred. Man, that's good. And so this is, this letter has, I, you know, devotionally, Michael, I don't know about our listeners, but there's so many new things I've learned. And I bet I've studied this letter as much as any other letter. Mm-hmm in my Christian life in small group form. You can't
0: ever exhaust it.
1: Yeah, yeah. and there's just so many new things, and I think we can leave our listeners with this. I personally, in the last 30 days, um, have had my own heart pushed in the area of selfish ambition, vain conceit, and self-interest, where I've been tempted to want to get my way in situations instead of deferring to others interests for the sake of the gospel. Mm. And I, you know, I hate to say admit this at age 52, I thought I had graduated from some of those lessons. Right. And here I am coming back and I'm going, Jesus, I I need you and your hum- humility to be made manifest in and through me mm. again. Yeah. And so um, for all of our listeners out there, we don't ever graduate from some of these basic yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, as one of our pastors here at Fellowship, I'm the first to admit um, this has been a real gut punch for me. Yeah. On some things. Yeah. And so, in that spirit, um, we appreciate you guys joining us um, as you've listened to sermon notes today, and we look forward to being back with you next week. So, for Michael, this is Clark